Seminar, a course or subject of study for advanced graduate students, an act of conferring or consulting together. Issue 26, Social Interaction. Greetings, class. Please be silent. Class has begun, and I do not wish to waste any time. Turn your attentions to your heads-up display and observe. As you can see, those of you who successfully completed and turned in your assignment for this class will receive a grade momentarily. As you are well aware, today we will be focusing on group work, and for today I am interested in written work. There will be no talking during this class session, as your skills of observation will be most important. In the last class, we focused on the ease with which humans were able to manipulate others, manipulate situations, and manipulate opinions. I want you to branch out now. Take a step back, as it were, and examine more of the social interactions of the human race. Specifically, I want you to examine body language, vocal tone, and how that relates to what exactly the characters are saying. As I mentioned before, this particular lesson is completely written work, as there is to be no talking, and I will expect that conduct throughout the entire class. This is your only warning. Now, finish your written notes and turn your attention back to your heads-up display. Again, I want you to consider how social interactions can dictate the events of the future. Interactions on a social level can have a variety of different purposes, and I want you to take special care to document what you notice about the different types of interactions in this next piece. Times Quartet, Part 3, Counterpoint. Young McBride! If you need something to pound your head against, there's some pictures in my office that need hanging. Uh, oh. oh god. You look like you need a root beer float. Stat. Uh, I was... I was suspended from my casework. Guess who's not a field agent anymore? Was this for breaking the surfer's nose? Surprisingly, no. The judge decided to ignore that part of his testimony, and not question me on it. Lucky you. Yeah, lucky me. Oh, wait. This was the guy who said he was one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, right? So the judge thought he was completely nuts? Yeah, well, a little nuts, but mostly just stupid. So, what's got you polishing the furniture with your head, then? I was pulling files, asking questions. Apparently, those are huge no-nos. Isn't that a big part of the job? Have to dig to catch the bad guys? Yeah, except there's no dirt on the guy I was digging on. And he has... connections. Who can get an FBI agent suspended just for asking questions? Terry Fames. The Terry Fames? More powerful than the present and richer than the EU? Yep. Damn! You're the one who's a little nuts and mostly stupid. Breathe, girl! Doctor, that Xanax is gonna be deathy. Alright! Stop it with the glaring! 
And that's why they kicked you back to your old office in the virology lab? I guess so. They expect me to be quiet, act like a humble little doctor, and finish Mama's research. That was important work. I know you did what you thought was right, but- Don't. Just don't start. You think I haven't been over this a thousand times in my head? I was just gonna say, but I'm glad you're back. I'd be happy to assist you again. Oh, thanks, Meg. I'm sorry, really. You've been a better friend than I deserve. I'd love to have you on the project again. Uh, but we can't really start for a few days. Uh, we need to get the lab set up first. I'll get Munez and Levis in a little bit. So, what are you gonna do now? <laughs> well, I do have a brand new bikini. You may have noticed that it's winter here in the Big Apple. That better be an indoor beach. Well, I can always take up high-stakes poker-like fangs. That's it. That's it! What? You're going to Las Vegas? No, D.C. Fames is staying at a private club there, and I just realized how he's manipulating the law. You do remember that you were just suspended for asking questions. They're gonna lock you up if you get within a hundred feet of him. I know, I know, but I think I have a plan. You're not even listening to me anymore, are you? I have to go. If anybody asks... I never talked to you this morning. They're not tossing me in the loony bin with you. Rosa, good luck. Thanks, Meg. Where to? Do you know who Mort is? Watchmaker? I need to get to his shop. Mort? Hey, yeah, it gets you right there. You know, I heard he had some classy stuff, but I was afraid of the prices, you know? But this was for my little girl. She was going on her first scout trip, and I thought, get her something that will last. Something useful, you know? Ah, jeez, I ain't talking too much for you, miss. Please. I've only met him twice, and I've never been to his shop before, so I would love to hear anything. Hey, you're all right. Some people think I talk too much. Okay, where was I? Your daughter's Girl Scout trip. Yeah, how could I forget? I cried, but she was a little soldier. So I go into Mort's and he shows me this watch that is just perfect. My little girl's favorite colors and everything. And he says that it's just as good as those fancy watches, but without the fancy price tag. Well, those are my words of what he said, you know? And that watch? My little girl, she's in college now, and the watch is still ticking. Good man, Mort. Knows people, likes them, and loves to set the person up with a ticket meant just for them. So you getting something for yourself? Oh, this is about someone who's been on my mind. New boyfriend, huh? Well, we'll have what you need. A buddy of mine, my brother-in-law. But I like him anyway. I told him to go down there. Ah, Dr. McBride. I need your help. I believe I have been assisting you. Peter Fames. I know how to nail him now. But you're going to buy me a new dress and get me into his private club. You're going to arrest him in Couture? Perhaps. I don't own anything nice enough to wear into a place like that. And even if I did, I would need a member to escort me in. You sell watches to some of the most powerful men in the world, so I'm guessing that you're a member too. An excellent deduction. Do not screw with me. Do you have any idea what I've sacrificed for you? 
For me? For vengeance, you mean. You will sacrifice much more. I was suspended. They think that I'm crazy at the Bureau, and they may be right. Mort, it is time for you to get off your silk-covered ass and get those well-manicured hands of yours dirty. Ah. Please, come with me. My apartment is above the shop. In the guest room, here. Please, open the wardrobe. What? Why? Please. Oh, it's beautiful. Why do you have a Vera Wang little black dress hanging in your wardrobe? And in my size? I was expecting you. You were expecting me to need this dress? One of my other names is Kronos. Time. You can see the future? Vaguely. Only certain key events in a person's life. Things that are likely to not be mutable. The matching Jimmy Choo should be your size as well, Doctor. Uh, open. Open. God damn it. Rosa. Uh. Please, allow me to open your medicine bottle. No. No, I should... I should just... What am I doing? <laughs> You'd think a doctor should know better. But I've destroyed myself. I feel like I'm drowning, and I don't even know if I care. Do you want to walk away? Leave this path and return to your lab. No. Let's do this. Very well. I will await you in the shop. Wait. How are we getting to D.C.? Can you teleport me, too? No. I can only do that for myself. It is not even a gift that my brothers have. I will arrange for a private plane while you change. Use my cell phone. The feds are still tapping your line. Okay, Rosa. It's game time. Mr. Fangs. Hello. Well, hello, darling. Please join me. Thanks much. I haven't seen you here before. Don't tell me you're here with your husband. <laughs> I find it amusing that you ask that after inviting me to sit down alone with you. Well, I figure I'll enjoy your company regardless of the strings. Just want to know how much of my manners I'll need to dust off. I'm not married. I'm here with a business associate. Pretty girl like you shouldn't have work on the brain. Especially not all dolled up like that. Yes, Mr. Fames. Another scotch and soda for me. And for the pretty lady? I rarely drink. Well, that's better than you saying that you never drink. They've got everything here. Just name something that would tempt you. Everything? All right. How about Rosenblum Cellar's Chocolate Port? Very well. What business brings a pretty lady into the land of dull deal-makers? I came here to play poker against you. Well, I'm honored that this cowboy's skill with a deck of cards has reached your pretty ears. 
Yes. It's a curious thing, actually. You're one of the best poker players in the country. Except now and then, when playing certain key people here in D.C. Darling, if you want to make an accusation, shoot. I ain't a dancing man. Your drinks. Pardon me. Could you bring us a poker deck? Why, of course. We'll talk, but over the cards. We're not going to play for money. We're playing for information and power. Now this sounds like my kind of game. What exactly are the stakes? Your cards. Thanks much. Each of us knows things that would benefit the other. Oh, where are my manners? I'm FBI agent Rosa McBride. Pleasure to meet you, Miss Rosa. And who's going to judge the value of these bets? To ensure they're equal. An excellent question. We need an arbiter. They can also play dealer. But who could we both trust? I know just the man. Let me wave him over. Miss Rosa, this is Mort. Good evening, miss. Mort. Sorry to impose on you, but we'd love it if you could help us with the game. Do you know Mort? I'm from New York. Everybody knows Mort. Would you mind dealing for us? We'd also like you to judge our bets. Make sure they're balanced. I am not a card player, but yes, I believe I can do these tasks for you. You fine with five-card draw? That is your game of choice. Suits me. What's your Annie? You have some interests in China that will be seized. Mort now holds the names of the interests and the date of the raids. How do I know you didn't just make that up? I'm sorry, but you haven't paid to know that yet. We're just getting started. Fair enough. The names and dates of two shipments coming into the U.S. that you ten badges will want to seize. Both of those offerings appear to be equitable bets to me. Now you would like me to give you each five cards? Yep, face down. a business associate named Mal Lewis. You've been photographed with him. Yes, I know Mal. We talk. Well, if you gave him business advice, he didn't listen. That's the location of a special federal prison that he's being held in, and a personal code to the facility. You could just walk in, free him, and walk out. You're the one who nabbed him? Well, a twelve-year-old with a baby gun could hog tied Mal. The names of three legislators that have assisted me. You're shorting me. Mort? Maul is worth more to you than that. Okay, then. Four legislators, and an anonymous tip that will tell enough to nail them. Done. I'll take two. Same here. A CD-ROM of Dr. Maria de Gonzalez McBride's research notes on botanical bacteria. Mind explaining that to me in English? Okay. Let's pretend that you are just a folksy cowboy and don't know who she is or what this is. A unique bacteria had attached itself to wheat crops, and it actually made people who ate it hungrier. People starved from eating breads made from this infected wheat. Is this a history lesson or a poker game? 
Ahaha, I'm just getting to the good part. Mama not only discovered a cure, she also discovered a more virulent form of the bacteria that could jump to other crops. You're a cattle rancher. Imagine what this new bacteria could do. Yeah, I'm imagining. Odd, though, how targeted the original bacteria was. I mean, only affecting humans and no other animals, as if... as if it had been designed that way. Should I withdraw this? Not interested? Leave it. This is about me, isn't it? You're trying to get something particular from me. What? I want you. In a cell, next to Mal. Nothing personal, just business. Let's play it that way, then. My marker for myself. You win and I'll turn myself in, all peaceful-like. But let's not stop the hand there. Let's raise the bet. I win, and you work for me. Finish your mother's research the way I ask you to. Accepted. But, as you just raised for me, I get to raise for you. Wait now. That would only be fair. The bets are not currently equal. Shoot. You not only turn yourself in, but give a detailed, signed, and public confession. You sound rather certain. I am. I know what these cards are worth. How about it, cowboy? Oh hell, I fold. I can't take that kind of bet. You know how many enemies that would make me? Can I trust you to keep your word? Miss Rosa, I'm a gentleman. I always play by the rules. I may rewrite them, but I always play by them. I'll come without stirring a fuss. Very good. You have delivered on your half of our deal, Doctor. I should have known that you were pulling the strings at this table. Mort is merely assisting me. I'm the one in charge here. Really? Poker may be my game, but chess is his. Little darling, remember that queens tend to die near the end of chess games. Watch him for a moment, Mort. I need to make a call. And keep my pills. I don't need them anymore. Baum. It's McBride. I have famine. Time for you to step out of the shadows. Your assignment for next class is to construct a detailed analysis of the human body and unspoken languages between the human culture and social interactions. We will cover this again throughout the semester. Inquiry matrix deactivated. Class dismissed. Course schedule and syllabus. One of the students begins to find fault with this new instructor, even in the third day of class. This is just ridiculous. Seriously, I'm done. I'm absolutely done with this. Yet the instructor marches on to continue the lesson from the previous class. 
The previous assignment from last class dictated that you study the different factors that guide communication skills in social interactions between humans. The class is well underway. Be there as the instructor continues to draw the students into a deeper sense of understanding for seminar, issue 27, premiering June 19, 2009, only at PendantAudio.com. Featuring the voice talents of Emma Bowyer-Warner as the instructor, in Times Quartet Part 3, Melissa Hearn as McBride, Paul Lavelle as Mort, Marissa Gentry as Meg, Chris Jellin as Fames, MJ Cogburn as the waitress, and Mackenzie Bishop as the cabbie. Written by Brian Martinez Oldham. Directed by Marcus Beatty. Written by Catherine Pride. Edited by Marley Norton. Seminar theme by David Alexander McDonald. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. Seminar co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. Copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.